That's a clown question, bro. Hi, what's up, Bunny? So I'm gonna kick some dirt. He gets on base. Just a bit outside. I'm not the type of player that's gonna be Johnny Hustle. If you don't want me to watch the ball, you can go get it out of the ocean. So that's gonna do it for our players to watch on each team. Uh, I'm glad we ran through these again. And now we got, I have a few over-unders. I only wrote like, I only wrote three. Uh, how many do you write? Oh, I wrote, I wrote quite a few. Okay. I'll, I'll do all of mine first. They're pretty simple. Okay. All right. Over-under. 200 weighted runs created plus for the league leader. The league, league leader. Is um, there someone who's double the average of the league? Uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say over. I'm thinking of one guy that might be able to do it. Who do you think it'll be? Um, he, it coincides with my uh, award MVP. pick. Okay, so uh, I'll save it all. All right, fair enough. The home run leader, over or under 19 and a half home runs? Uh, I'm going to say over. All yeah. right. And last but not least, ERA leader, over or under 1.3? Over or under 1.3. Um, I'm going to take... I'm gonna take the over or the over there, which right. I guess would uh yeah, definitely over, right. which means I'm let's go let's go rapid fire on these for me. All right. Um so I I did the pitching ones, so I, I also have my own ERA one as well. So the, the MLB league leader league leaders in wins, you know, just regular wins will be over or under seven point five. Over. Over. Uh, the major league leader in ERA among qualified starters will be over or under 1.5. Under. The worst MLB ERA among qualified starters will be over or under 7.5. Usually, I will hammer the over on that. All right. Yeah. The MLB league leader in pitcher F war will be over or under 3.15. So you've got to select can't be a draw. Okay, so it's uh, – I'm going to go under. Under. The lowest – or some historical reference for this one. The lowest OPS against in a qualified season since 1918 is 469. Will a qualified starter get below that 469 OPS against Mark? Not in today's game. Not in today's game. Okay. Um, there will be – over or under 0 0.5 individual no-hitters this year? Ooh. I'm going to say over. I think someone does it. It's, it's a lot more rare nowadays, but I still think one person pulls through. All right. The major league uh, league leader in ERA among qualified relievers will be over or under 0 0.5. I'm going to say under. I think a reliever does it. One, one thing I will note is through June 2nd last year, uh, Emilio, Emilio Pagan had a .44 ERA. So you're going yeah. with, with that. You uh, the Padres now. Yeah. Um, different league. Different league. The worst MLB ERA among qualified relievers will be over or under nine. Under. Under. Uh, the best team in the league will have over or under 40 and a half wins. Over. Uh, the worst team will have over or under 17 and a half wins. Under. And my last one, 
the biggest division lead at season's end will be over or under 7.5 games. I, I over on this one. All right. That's probably, that's probably a good prediction there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. When I did my record, when I did my standings predictions, I included records. I don't know if you did too. So I at least have evidence. I, to- I just have, uh, I just have the seeds. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. So that- I'll start. We'll go in the same order. Uh, my AL central. I have a few takes on some teams. Uh, if you want to chime in on anything, let me know. Uh, okay. So I'll go from the bottom up. I have the Tigers finishing in last at 20 and 40. Nothing really to say there. I think that's kind of expected of them. I then have the Royals at 24 and 36. So that's obviously the bottom two, getting those out of the way. Team I have in third might surprise you. And I have a take. Chicago White Sox at 32 and 28. That's fair. I don't – I love that lineup. Their pitching is still a few question marks to be answered. And I have a take, Chris. This year is it for Rick Renteria. He's out after 60 games this year. Ooh, that's nice. That's a quality take. The White Sox strike me as a team that would perform better under the, the trendy new managers that are, are younger and, you know, are more friendly around the team. Rick Renteria, I guess I don't know the guy personally, but he's, seen, he's more old school. And I think the White Sox would fare better in a different state. And this is the first time – really since I've been a diehard baseball fan that the White Sox have had any, any sort of expectation. Like, yeah, I love knowing from the White Sox is, yeah, they're going to be basement dwellers. They're going to be like a 75 win team at best. Yeah. And you're not going to, they'll, they'll make a trade here and there. That'll be cool, but it won't really amount to anything. But they'll, they'll trade for Todd Frazier. Whoop-de-doo. This is, this is the first time, and you know, we've been on the White Sox future hype train for like four years. And this is the first time where it's really supposed to come to fruition. I think this year is going to be more of a learning experience. Rick Renteria is gone. They bring in a younger guy. And then 2021, I think, is the year where they really start. So yeah, that is yeah. my take on the That's Chicago fair. White Sox. I need, to see, I need to be convinced by their pitching more. Like, does, does Dallas Keuchel still have it at this stage of his career? Does Gio Gonzalez, he has a very similar situation. The bullpen, can we rely on Alex Colome to be the closer? Are guys like Aaron Bummer and Evan Marshall going to be able to hold down the fort and build that bridge to column A? I, these are questions that I need answered. And I don't know that this year might exactly be it. So yep. now, do you have anything? Do you have anything you want to say about the White Sox? I'll wait. I'll wait for my turn. Okay. All right. So in second place, I have the Twins at 35 and 25. And, you know, it is weird because in theory, they are getting better. On offense, they're adding Josh Donaldson to that lineup to go along with everybody else. And like I said with the White Sox, I'm still way too concerned about that pitching. Like, it just – I think it's natural for people to believe that the Twins are due for regression just because last year almost seemed too good to be true. Like, a 100-win season, are you kidding me? Like, the yeah. best most home runs ever. And, I mean, I like the Kent Maeda acquisition. I like the Rich Hill acquisition. I can't believe Homer Bailey is still on a roster. That blows my mind. Uh, but you know, Barrio, like, is Barrios enough to lead a staff? I really don't know if he is yet, and I don't know if he's like Barrios. At this, as from what I've seen from him so far, he has really good stuff. But uh, is he really an ace? Can he be above like a two starter in a good rotation? Because that's kind of what I see from him right now. I'm gonna need the pitching to step it up, because I mean, I, don't get me wrong, that offense is ridiculous. I mean, you have, you know, 
Eddie Rosario is like the fifth best person in that lineup. He had an 800 OPS and in, in 30 home runs last year. You also have Jorge Polanco, Luis Arias, uh, Nelson Cruz, Josh Donaldson, Max Kepler, Miguel Sano, like Mitch Garver, even their catcher, like guys that you can't just deny. But I'm still going to have them second. And I have the Cleveland Indians winning this division. I love that rotation. I love, obviously, Clev. You have Shane Bieber, who I think is under the radar, like a top 10 starter in the league. Uh, Aaron Savali was a guy who looked really good last year. Zach Flesak, same thing. Uh, Carrasco, if he can come back, that would be awesome. And you have Brad Hand closing thing, things out in that bullpen. I think Joe Ram is going to have a comeback season this year as well. Uh, Lindor is going to do his Lindor thing like he always does. I really like the outfield with Luplo, um, Marcado, and Reyes. Carlos Santana did really well last year. Yeah, Roberto Perez is pretty decent as an offensive catcher. I like I like the Indians a lot this year, and I think that this is a comeback year for them. So that's what I got in the AL Central. So it's good. It's good that we have some some differing mm-hmm. standings here. So uh, we agree on uh, number four and five. Obviously, I, I have the Tigers last because uh, of you know they. It's it. I don't need to explain it. And then the Royals, I have fourth. And then in third, your your division winners, I have in third place, the Cleveland Indians, because, you know, I think they are really going to regret uh, letting go of both Bauer and Kluber um, last year. I think their pitching depth is not the same as it was. I know, you know, Savale looked good last year. I don't believe in Zach Plesak. Um, I I really do not really believe in Zach Plesak. I don't think he's going to be that quality of a number three or four guy. Um, so yeah, I have, I have them in third. I think Clevenger and Bieber are still going to be very good. I think their lineup is, you know, still deeper than a, a lot of people realize, mm-hmm. but I still have them in third. In second place, I have the Chicago White Sox um, just because their lineup is very good. I mean, they got, they added Yasmani Grandal. They added Edwin Encarnacion. They added Nomar Mazzara. They added Nomar Mazzara. I just really like that uh, that lineup, and especially in a especially in a shortened year. My standings will, would probably be different if it was over a full year, but I think younger teams are going to have um, more. You know, I th- I think younger teams are going to have more fun with this season than you know a more experienced team, and maybe that's an un- an uneducated opinion, but that's just a, fe- a feeling I do have. And in first place, I have the Minnesota Twins. They are going to be getting the third seed in my American League playoffs. Um, I think that Josh Donaldson pickup is going to be huge. And I think the Kenta Maeda pickup is going to be decent as well. You know, they also have Jake uh, Odorizzi uh, in that staff. I think he could still be pretty quality. Jose Barrios, obviously, still a very good pitcher. And I think a lot of what a lot of people aren't talking about is uh, kind of the three, um, the three-headed uh, monster. Maybe not monster, but still a very good uh, bullpen trio in Taylor Rogers, Trevor May, and Tyler Duffy. Uh, all of them had, all of them pitched more than 55 innings and had an ERA below uh, three last year, and you know all had FIP, all had a FIP below four. 
So, I, you know, I kind of believe in that team. I think they have enough depth, and, you know, their lineup was obviously very good. I think they have enough depth to repeat as American League Central champions in 2020. So on to the National League West. All right, so uh, at the bottom, I have the Giants finishing 22-38. and 38. Not much explanation needed there. Uh, I, I'm still really unsure of Johnny Cueto if he still has it. He's been hurt a lot. Uh, I guess, like, maybe Derek Rodriguez could be interesting. That's Pudge's son. He did really well in 2018, not so much in 2019. Uh, in, tw- in fourth, I have the Rockies at 24 and 36. Um, I really, I was really high on Herman Marquez at the beginning of last season, and I, I don't, I don't look at that one too fondly in hindsight. He did do very well. Kyle Freeland was really bad last year. The pitching, as always, is going to be a huge question mark to go along with the really good offense. You know, I think Trevor Story, you could argue he's the best shortstop in the league. Arenado is very good as well, obviously. Probably could be a hall of, on a Hall of Fame trajectory, maybe. Um, but that pitching is way too, way too shaky for me to, to take any deep interest. Uh, in third, I have the San Diego Padres. This team, I think... This team, I think, has the most underrated bullpen in all of baseball. You could, without a doubt, make the case that their bullpen is top five in the league. You have Kirby Yates closing it out, probably the best closer in the league. Um, you have Emilio Pagan, who you mentioned earlier, had an 0-4-4 ERA on June 2nd last year. Drew Pomerantz was throwing 97 out of nowhere. You know, we as Red Sox fans are asking where that was uh, when he was in Boston. Uh, and they have a couple other guys who can look very intriguing. But the Padres, their bullpen is looking good. You have, you're getting a full season, quote unquote, of Tatis. You still have Machado. Will Myers could hopefully turn it into another gear because he's been very shaky as well. Jace Tingler is coming in as a first year manager. I think he's going to be an interesting hire. And that's about uh, all I got for the Padres. I'm trying to think. I don't think I missed anything. Uh, I mean, I guess Chris Paddock that, at the top of that rotation looks really good, but I just I don't see them being ready yet. Then they have the Diamondbacks, 31 and 29. You add Starling Marte. So Marte Parte, just like with Ketel. You add Cole Calhoun, who is one of Chris's favorite players from last year, 30 home runs with a sub 800 OPS. That rotation, like I mentioned earlier, you got Mad Bum, you got Robbie Ray, you got Zach Gallen, you got Luke Weaver, and uh, I'm trying to look up who else we got here. Please hold. Who else? Who? What are the starting pitching? Do they have uh, Merrill Kelly and Alex Young? Yeah, okay. So at, uh, a couple interesting guys. Uh, Archie Bradley in that bullpen, of course, not bad. And, you know, the lineup you got, uh, our personal friend, Nick Ahmed. Friend, uh, shout out to uh, East Long Middle Mass. You got him. Um you have Eduardo Escobar, who hit 31 home, 30 home runs last year at least. Uh, Christian Walker looked pretty interesting for the start of last season. Uh, sneaky team with depth. Could be over 500. I don't know if it's enough to compete for a wild card, though. And, of course, you have the Dodgers. Uh, not much of an explanation needed here. I have them at 41 and 19. Uh, they're going to be feeding off their division because most of the teams on there are very shaky. Uh, Walker Buehler is a legitimate ace and a Cy Young candidate for sure. Clayton Kershaw is still effective. Um, you have that deep lineup. You have 
you have two of the two of the five best players in baseball in your outfield. You have the reigning MVP in Cody Bellinger. You have movie bets, obviously. Jock Peterson's looking intriguing too. You have Max Muncie. You have Justin Turner. You have Will Smith, who is a sneaky good catcher. You also added Blake Trinan to your bullpen, which I really like, especially since Kenley Jansen has sort of been on a decline. And if Blake Trinan can find a middle ground between 2018 and 2019, he is still a really, really effective reliever because he was a god in 2018. And that is my NL West. So my National League West predictions, uh, I'm not really with the with the with rankings three through five. I don't think it'll be that much of a big deal. Um, I think they I think everyone every everyone in the division three through five is going to have a below 500 season. Uh, So in last place, I also have the San Francisco Giants. Um, Not only are they, you know, not only do they have like a lack of depth and, uh, you know, not a great lineup, but they're also a pretty old team and they just lost Buster Posey to um, him leaving for the season. So that's not going to help them at all. And fourth, I have the San Diego Padres. Um, I think they're going to regret not adding to, you know, maybe the starting rotation or, the lineup. I think, you know, even with the bullpen, I'm not too high on the Padres this year. I mean, they're starting staff. I mean, you have Chris Paddock and you really don't have anybody else um, in that starting staff. You have a young lineup, but you know, it's a lot of potential right now. It's not really a lot of guys who are producers as of now. So I have the Padres in fourth place. And third, I have the Rockies. I think some of their pitchers might have bounce back years. And of course they have, you know, a very talented lineup and guys who could do it with the glove as well. And then in second place, I have the Diamondbacks. You know, you pretty much went through it. Very, very deep lineup. You know, you got Carson Kelly, uh, you have Cattell Marte, Eduardo Escobar, Nick Ahmed, um, Cole Calhoun, Starling Marte, um, and then uh, who's David the other? Peralta. David Peralta. David Peralta. Very, very deep lineup. And then you just added Madison Bumgarner. Um, you also have, you know, Zach Gallen, uh, Luke Weaver. I have no reason they should not be in second place this year. And then, of course, first place, Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, one, probably the the most – I would say the most deep team. Yeah, maybe the most deep team this year, probably the most talented team heading into the season. I think I think with the Dodgers it's just all about it depends what Dave Roberts does with mm-hmm. his team in the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah, and this team is the biggest lock for the playoffs. And also, I have the Dodgers in the first seed uh, in my National League in my right. National League playoffs. All right, so now we're moving on to the AL East. Uh, to put it quite simply, I have the Orioles finishing 19-41. and 41. I don't think that's that comes as much as a surprise to anyone. In fourth, this team has a lot of hype, and I, I do think we're going to see improvement, but not enough to compete. The Toronto Blue Jays, or the, the Buffalo Blue Jays, or the, the Pittsburgh Blue Jays, or the, wherever they're going to be Blue Jays, I have them finishing 29-31. and 31. I think Bo Bichette, 
uh, has an MVP caliber season. I don't think he wins it, but I do think uh, he is probably the biggest producer on this team. Um, and I really like, you know, uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is another guy who I forgot to mention who yep. had a very interesting good season last year. Nate Pearson's coming up. Uh, Max Shoemaker was really good last year before he got injured. Uh, of course, you had Hunch and Ryu. You had Chase Anderson, who looks, uh, who's had some pretty good moments in his career. And, of course, you have Vlad Jr. You have, Like I mentioned, Bo Bichette. I really like Kevin Biggio. I, Danny Jansen I also think is very underrated. And you also have, what, Teoscar Hernandez. Is he still on that team? I think you so. Rowdy Telez. Yeah. Uh, interesting lineup. I don't think it's enough to compete, though. In third, I have the Boston Red Sox finishing 31-29. and 29. Pretty tough, barely over 500. This is a team that was only seven or eight games over 500 last year. They're not going to have their best two pitchers. Then their, their third best pitcher got COVID, and, and uh, they traded their best player. So, I mean, they still have a very good lineup. Obviously, you have J.D., Devers, uh, Bogarts, possibly Ben Attendee if he can step up this year. And, you know, I mean, the fact that Martin Perez is a top three starter in this rotation just about says everything you need to know. Right. I mean, Nathan Ovaldi going on opening day, you know, Erod having COVID. I mean, this team has really no rotation depth at all. If Martin Perez, I mean, Ryan Weber is going to be in the starting rotation. Uh, Brian Johnson might be there at times, who's been very on and off. Uh, the pitching is way too much of a question mark for me. As a Red Sox fan, it does hurt. This is probably the least amount of expectations I've had for them ever. But this is the way it is right now. In seconds, I have the Tampa Bay Rays at 36 and 24. There's, there's not, a, you know, this team, they traded Tommy Pham, which is really questionable. They got Hunter Renfro. Uh, Blake Snell is not too happy about that one, as you all know. This team does have a really, you know, this team is known for their openers and their bullpen antics. But the rotation is really, really good. You got Charlie Morton to the top of it, Blake Snell, Tyler Glass. Now people forget how good he was last year. Also, Ryan Yarbrough and Yanni Torinos are really good too. Colin Poche, unfortunately, is getting Tommy John surgery. That news was uh, learned today. I could not be any higher on Nick Anderson. Jose Alvarado, I think, is due for a bounce back year. Same with Diego Castillo. Uh, and then their lineup. I mean, you know, you add, you add Renfro to that. He's looking pretty interesting. You have Brandon Lau, who was, on, who was second uh, in AL Rookie of the Year last year. Uh, I believe Mike Zanino is their catcher. Uh, they're, they're off at, they got Jose Martinez in a trade. Uh, Austin Meadows, of course. I mean, how can you forget him? He was a really good bat for them last year. And uh, I think that just about does it for the Tampa Bay Rays. And, of course, at number one, you have the New York Yankees. I have them tied with the Dodgers at 41-19. and 19. Uh, obviously those two are the number one seeds in the AL and NL respectively. This team is hungry. I mean, there's no other way to put it. You add Garrett Cole. They had a heartbreaking loss last year in the playoffs and a heartbreaking loss the year before that and a heartbreaking loss the year before that. This team needs it so badly. Aaron Judge, I think people forget when he's healthy, is a legitimate MVP candidate. He's probably the second best pick behind Mike Trout for MVP in the, Amer in the American League. You have him. Uh, Gary Sanchez, when he can catch the ball, you know, if he can do that, that would be great. He's obviously a really good – he has a really good arm as a catcher. He can hit for power really well. You also have Glaber Torres, who's very – you know, he's a young talent. He's promising. You have Andrew Hart coming back. Aaron Hicks, a really underrated bat, can uh, hit it from both sides. Obviously, a switch hitter. 
Uh, Gio Urshela came out of nowhere last year. And then, of course, you have the bullpen. I mean, Aroldis Chabin closing it out is, is fine enough. You also have Tommy Canely. You have um, Chad Green. You have a lot of guys that have some promise in that lineup and in that bullpen and in that rotation. I mean, the rotation outside of Cole is very shaky, but I don't think it's going to matter too much. I think this team is still going to steamroll through everyone else. So my American League East predictions, um, as tradition, my last place team is the same. It's the Baltimore Orioles. Um, can't – not a lot of doubts about that. I mean, they're just – they they were terrible, and they've gotten worse because they lost – they lost Mancini. Um, they lost Jonathan VR. I mean, it's just not going to look good for the, for the Orioles, probably for another few years. And in fourth place – I have the Boston Red Sox. Uh, I think they're going to finish below 500 this year. They're just, they're, they're just, this is not their year at all. And uh, I don't think they're as inspired or it, it's just, it's not going to look good for the Red Sox this year. And in third place, I have the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, pretty much for all the positive reasons you mentioned. I mean, they just have a lot of, they have a lot of young talent. Uh, I think there's going to be some guys that I think Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has to improve this year. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu, as I mentioned, I think he'll be a pretty decent part of uh, them being, you know, probably a team that flutters around 500. Um, Nate Pearson could be a, could be a, uh, an asset for them. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the Blue Jays. Not really anyone, uh, anyone you didn't mention that I'm, uh, focus on other guys here yeah I'll, I'll let you go first on the on the rest of the divisions so uh for second place uh this is going to be a surprise i have the new york yankees wow they're they're uh i'm gonna have them as the second wild card team as well um mostly because i don't have them as first wild card team mostly because they're going to be facing the national league east um so, and by, uh, from process of elimination, you're going to know that my, um, that my first wild card team is going to be from the American League West. So, um, and the American League West is facing the National League West, which is not a very deep division. And, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I'm picking the Rays as my AL East division winner. I mean, they're just an insanely deep team. And what I will note is last year, the Yankees were, you know, they were pretty good on the road, but they were significantly better at home. And it's probably a lot because of the crowd. The Tampa Bay Rays, who were not known for their crowds, they had the exact same record at home as they did on the road. And I'm not, I'm not going with the Rays only because of this reason, but that plays a factor. You know, I think it's going to be an odd year altogether. And I think the Rays just, they have that depth. And I think Kevin Cash is going to know how to utilize the depth that they have. They have, you know, all the, all these bullpen guys, you know, Alvarado, you have Nick Anderson, a lot of, a lot of different guys to go with that. And then you have one of the best rotations in baseball. You have, uh, you have uh, Tyler Glass now, who was unbelievable before uh, getting injured. 
and he's probably going to be very good this year. You have Charlie Morton, who finished uh, third in the Cy Young vote, or third in the Cy Young vote, right? Um, and then you have Blake Snell, who I think is going to have a bounce back year. And I mm -hmm. think the Rays are going to just edge out the Yankees, and I think they're going to be the second seed um, in the American League East. Well, I mean, you mentioned this is going to be an odd year, and that could not be any more true. Like, we are, we are going to be dead wrong on a lot of this. Like, there is going to be a team. Honestly, there could be a team that you think is a lock for the playoffs that just doesn't even make it. That could very much happen. And on the other end of the spectrum, there could be a team that's like, yeah, no, of course they're not making it. They could win the division. They could sneak into a wild card. All it takes is a really good start. You know, obviously everyone loves to mention the Nationals were 19-31 and 31 last year. They, they don't uh, end up winning the World Series in a 60-game season. And I think there's, there could be a, guy, a team on the opposite end of that spectrum. There could be a random random expected to be bad team that happens to be to happens to sneak into a 35 win season and sneaks into a wild card that could very easily happen I think it's probably going to just we don't know what team it's going to be yeah I'm not very confident on any of these picks no <laughs> yeah but they're fun predictions are probably the mm -hmm. most fun thing you can do on like I'll let you go first on the NL Central and the rest of the divisions all right so uh in fifth place I have the Pirates repeating as last place National League Central team. Um, they were bad last year. And, you know, they might have some guys that improve, um, you know, like a Trevor Williams guy. He might, he might be able to improve, uh, get back to his 2018 self. But I don't think they're going to compete with the – going to be able to compete with the four um, teams above them. It, you know, they, they probably wouldn't be – and in most other divisions, they probably would not be a last place team, but unfortunately they'll probably be in last place for the National League Central. Uh, in fourth place, I have the Cubbies. I have the Cubbies in fourth place. Um, I mean, they, they haven't really added anybody. They lost uh, Nick Castellanos from last year. Um, you have, you know, a pretty old, a, a decently old rotation. Um, I don't know if I would put too much faith in, you know, guys like you Darvish and John Lester, maybe they can be good. Maybe not. Uh, Kyle Hendricks should be decent, but I just don't have a lot of faith in that Cubs team. And I'm not sure where, you know, I'm not sure how David Ross is going to work out. I'm really not sure. I think it's going to be a weird dynamic um, at the very least. And in third, I have the, the brew crew, uh, the uh, the wild the wild the second wild card team from last year, um, yeah I think the I think the Brewers still have enough you know they lost uh, Grandal and Mustakis but I think they have you know they have good management to to go with the team they also have Christian Yelich um, I think they're I think their bullpen is going to be good enough to keep them float probably around 500. Um, I'm, you know, you could go, you know, Keston Hura, you get a, you know, a 60 game, you know, not a 162 game season, but a full season out of Keston Hura. Um, definitely something they probably wish they had more of last year. And uh, I think they'll still, they'll still float around 500. And in second place, I have the Cincinnati Reds. They're going to be my first wild card team. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people have them winning the division, which is fair. But I think 
their lineup is not as deep as some people may think it is. You know, they added Moustakis and they added Castellanos, which was huge. It, it was huge. Um, very, you know, very big for them. But I think their their lineup to begin with wasn't amazing. You know, they had Eugenio Suarez, who was, don't get it twisted, unbelievable last year. But, you know, you look around the diamond, you know, Joey Votto isn't the same as he used to be. Um, you know, Nick, you have Nick Senzel. Maybe he could be good. Maybe not. Um, Aristides Aquino, is he going to be? He didn't good? even make the opening day roster. He didn't. Oh, he didn't make the opening day roster. Who was it? Senzel or Aquino? Uh, Aquino did not. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not sure if, I don't think they'll be a division winner. However, I do think that their pitching staff and, you know, their additions in the lineup are going to be able to get them to the playoffs. I mean, Sonny Gray, I think will should be able to maintain what he did, what he did. I think Trevor Bauer should have a decent bounce back year. Luis Castillo, of course, um, gets swings and misses like almost no one else. And uh, they also added Wade Miley to go with Anthony Desclafani. So having rotational depth is going to be huge this year. And I think the Reds are definitely going to take advantage of that and get their way into a uh, wildcard spot hosting the National League wildcard game. And then I have the Cardinals going back to back, um, winning the National League Central. I had them as the second seed in the National League playoffs. Uh, you know, I think, I think this team, what I will say is I think this pick relies on Paul Goldschmidt going back to his normal self. I think if his, I, I will say, if his OPS is below 880 this year, they will not win the division. But if it's above 880, I think he, they will win the division. Uh, wow. The, Goldschmidt. Factor. So Goldschmidt, I think he's going to be, he can be huge for this offense. I think he's going to have a bounce back year. Um, and I think he and the pitching staff, of course, you have, you know, Jack Flaherty. Uh, you, I think Miles Michaelis might do a little better than he did last year. Dakota Hudson, I am a little iffy on. Um, and Adam Wainwright, I think, should still be able to uh, should should be able to still contribute uh, from the rotation and the bullpen. You know, you have Andrew Miller, who was not not bad at all last year. Uh, Giovanni Gallegos was a big part of that. That's um, your guy. You love him. Yeah, I mean, I. I love uh, I love his name. It's a good name. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think the Cardinals are just a deep enough team. Matt Carpenter should also do better. I think they're a deep enough team uh, to win to repeat as division champions this year. All right, we have some disagreements, some big ones, in fact. Nice. All right, so uh, okay, obviously I have the Pirates at seventeen and forty-three. Uh, not, not much of an argument yeah. to be made there. In fourth place. I have the Milwaukee Brewers at 31 and 29, just barely over 500. The rotation outside of Woodruff is, is a huge question mark. Like Jordan Lindblom, like, is that, is that your guy after that? You know, like what, what do they really have outside of Woodruff in that rotation? There's a bunch of question marks. You're also, you know, you mentioned losing Grandal and Moustakis. They also lost Eric Thames. 
uh, last year, and they also lost Drew Pomerantz out of their bullpen. Uh, Josh Hader obviously is a very good closer. I think he's going to be rock solid just like always, but the lack of depth on this team really scares me. The fact that Orlando Arcia and Eric Sogard is the left side of their infield doesn't really sit well with me. Also, obviously, Garcia in right field, you know, can he, does he still have it in the tank? Obviously, I love Yelich. Kane had a down year last year, especially on offense, which really concerns me. Ryan Braun at first base, does that work? Is that a thing? Can that, can that happen? Justin Smoke is their DH. Does he still have it? You know, the, the, the Brewers for me are a, are a big, like, do they still have it team? And a lot of that confides in their lack of depth. In third place, I have the St. Louis Cardinals. I have your division winners, 33 and 27. Another team where I have way too many question marks. You mentioned Dakota Hudson. He had, in, in the second half of last season, uh, Jordan, or, uh, well, first of all, Jordan Hicks sitting out does not obviously do them any favors. Uh, but Dakota Hudson had 4.92 walks per nine last year in the second half. That led the majors, not the National League, the majors. I'm going to need him to cut down on the walks. Also, his FIP uh, was very bad in comparison to his ERA. Andrew Miller, he's 35 years old now. Like, does he still have it in him to be a closer? Like, does he have – can he take that extra step once again? He wasn't even a closer in Cleveland. I think the last time he was a closer was 2016 in New York, right? Um, yeah. Because yeah, was he ever closing for the Cardinals? Maybe he was. But I really don't know how much confidence I have in him today as a closer rather than as a middle, middle reliever. Paul Goldschmidt, uh, what was that last year? I'm going to need you to bump that up, just like Chris said. You did a good job of covering that one. Yadier Molina, um, I'm sorry that I don't think you're a Hall of Famer. Uh, you have a few years to prove it, prove me wrong. I really don't see it. Uh, I, I'm going to need more from you on offense. I'm not denying your defensive abilities as a catcher. You're one of the best of all time in that department. Offense is very questionable for me. Also, lack of wins above replacement just for a Hall of Fame case. That's a different uh, story, though. A lot of question marks, and also the, the rotation outside of, of Flaherty. You know, Dakota Hudson's obviously your second best, but he's going to need to cut down on those walks. How effective can Wainwright still be? Is Miles Michaelis still a thing? Like, can, that, can he still be effective? Uh, and that's my take on the St. Louis Cardinals. In second place, I have the Cincinnati Reds. I like the additions. I think that this team benefits the most from having a DH. Uh, out of any team in the league. And that is because they have four outfielders, two of which very shaky on defense. You, if you can put uh, Jesse Winker in left, Shogo, maybe Nick Senzel in center, Shogo Akiyama in right, and then put Nick Castellanos as the DH. I think that helps them a lot. Uh, you know, like you mentioned, Joey Votto can obviously be questionable, but I still think he can draw his walks. Uh, Eugenio Suarez, did you mention him in your – Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, he almost hit 50 home runs last year. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, Freddie Galvis is the shortstop. I like that. And then, uh, most importantly, the rotation. I mean, Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, Anthony Descalfani, and Wade Miley. I really like that. I think Wade Miley is a guy who went under the radar last year, too. He, he didn't finish well, but he was doing pretty well for most of that season, especially at home. And my division winners. You had them finishing in fourth. I got the Cubbies. I have a lot of faith in them this year. I think they could be that team that has a hot start and finds themselves winning the division. I have them at 36 and 24. I didn't talk about you, Darvish, in my 
in my uh, you know earlier segment because I wanted to save it for right here. In the second half, Hugh Darvish led the major leagues. I'm sorry, the National League in case per nine with 13 in 82 and a third, 81 and two thirds innings pitched, 13 Ks per nine. He also led the majors in walks per nine with 0.77. He he was one of the most effective strikeout pitchers, and he was one of the most pre- uh, effective in walk prevention. He was extremely effective for the Cubs in the second half of last year. Also, his FIP um, was, I believe, 283, uh, which is, yeah, 283, seventh in the majors in the second half. Also, one, two, three, third in the National League during that period of time. You Darvish, people forget how really good he was in the second half of last year, and I think he continues that. John Lester, obviously, you don't know how much you can really get of him. I think if he can still be, like, above average, uh, that's going to be effective. Kyle Hendricks as well, really good. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, that, he's not going to do that again. There's no way he could possibly do that again. He's, he's Craig Kimbrell. If he can control, you know, the walks, he's still at a, he can still be a really, really effective pitcher. Uh, Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo are still producing. Javier Baez gets a lot of shade, but he's still really good. I think a lot of people, he gets a lot of media attention. I think that's why he gets a lot of hate. But he is still, you know, make no mistake about it. Javi Bias is a very, very good player. Kyle Schwarber, like I mentioned earlier, he had the home, he led the league, led the team in home runs. He had a 997 OPS uh, in the second half. He was one of the best NL outfield bats in the league in that second half. And David Ross is a clubhouse guy, and you know that's, you know, I, obviously I, I have questions about the in in game managing, and you know if he's going to be able to you know, take control of guys like Baez who he played with. Like, is he going to be able to take a step up from leader instead of, you know, just being a friend? I think he's going to be able to do it. And I, I really have faith in this Cubs team, and that's why I think they're going to win the NL Central. You know what? I think you do make a good point with the Cubs. Um, you know, I can't change my prediction. But, you know what? It's – you Darvish, I think uh, – you Darvish should have a good year, probably. I looked at his – I looked yeah, at his – Yeah, again. I looked at his, his savant as well, um, and he has good savant numbers as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I think also just the weirdness of the year, things exactly. crazy, things might weird things might happen. So can't you know you, predictions can't be too crazy unless you have like the Orioles finishing in first. But anyway, uh, for the American League West, we're moving on to the American League West. Sorry for the for the audience. Sorry if we're if the order is a little weird. We're kind of going in most in you know levels of importance. In the most, yeah, the most competitive divisions probably. Um, so we have American League West and National League East as like uh, the a- AL West should be the most competitive AL and NL East should be the most competitive NL. So for the American League West, uh, of course, they have the Mariners in last place. Uh, you know, they're, uh, they're rebuilding and it'd be uh, perfect if this is the year where the Mariners break their playoff curse. I mean, how that would, would be, be perfect. That I'm would just be, they were 13 and two last season. That is, that is true. You know, if they can just triple that, <laughs> if they can just do that for like triple the amount of time there, I'm just saying after, after a quarter of the season, they were on pace to go 52 and eight. Yeah. <laughs> so the Mariners, I have them in last place. Yeah, I do too. But of, but of course, you know, who knows? 
Don't count cool. them out. I'd love to see them make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it would just it would make a lot of sense. But uh, in fourth place, I have the Los Angeles Angels. Um, you know, I just uh, they're the pitching staff still definitely scares me. Um, you know, they added Anthony Rendon, but it's still not a very it's still not the deepest lineup. They have you know two extremely talented guys. And then there's a bit of a drop-off. I guess you have David Fletcher. Andrelton Simmons is cool. Um, in the Justin field. Upton. Uh, Justin Upton, he's had some down years. Maybe he could turn it up, but I still have them in fourth place, above the Mariners, though. And in third place, I have the Rangers. Um, this is, uh, so far, it's exactly how it went last year. Uh, Rangers in third, Angels in fourth, Mariners in fifth. Yeah, Rangers, you know, how can you not like what they did with their pitching staff in the offseason? Uh, they got Corey Kluber, they got uh, Kyle Gibson, and they also got Jordan Lyles. And, um, you know, I don't expect them to do anything crazy this year, but I do expect them to be better than the Angels and Mariners. Um, in second place, I have the Oakland Athletics. Once again, in second place, in the AL West, but they will be the, they will be hosting the wild card game in my playoffs. Um, mostly because they are facing the national league West. So them and the Astros are going to, you know, have a lot of fun, especially with the Rockies giants and Padres, the athletics, you know, how can you not like them? They have some of the most talented players in the league, Chapman, Olson, Simeon. Uh, they got Ramon Laureano who's developing. Um, they got, young guys coming up for the Oakland, you know, for the, for the pitching staff, they got AJ Puck coming up. They got Jesus. Lazaro. They've got um, Mike fires. Uh, they've got Frankie Montas full year, Frankie Montas. How can I, how can you not like them? But I do not have them overtaking the Astros in the American league West because, you know, Astros, I have them, uh, winning the American League West, and I have them as my first seed. Um, you know, they have a bit of a chip on their shoulder. Um, you know, I mean, they definitely they definitely screwed up 2017. 2019, there's definitely some uh, some theories out there. Although, it is funny, because I am re rewatching some of the 2019 playoffs, and it is weird how much they were, how bad they were at home in the World Series on offense. Yeah. So maybe Maybe there wasn't anything going on in 2019. How crazy would that be? But, you know, I think the Astros, they're st they still have an unbelievably talented roster. You know, you don't have to go through all of them. But, I mean, Alex Bregman, George Springer, Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, Yuli Gurriel, uh, even Josh Reddick isn't Jordan bad. Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez. You get a full season of Jordan Alvarez. You got Justin Verlander, the defending American League Cy Young winner. You have Zach Granke, who had a 2.93 ERA last year. You have Lance McCullers coming back. You have Jose Arqu a full year of Jose Arquiti. Please, he's on the IL. He's oh hurt. boy. Yeah. You have a you have a solid bullpen. Um, it, yeah, you've got a solid bullpen, and you know you know you lost uh, Will Harris. Do they still have Joe Smith? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and they got Roberto Osuna closing it out. Yeah, the Astros are going to win. I believe the Astros are going to win the AL West, and I believe they're going to be the first seed in the American League. In, in the American League. 
All right, fair enough. Uh, uh, yes, Joe Smith is in fact still on the Astros. Just wanted to make sure. Okay, so we, we agree mostly everywhere in this division. I have the Mariners going 26 and 34. Uh, I mean, I think they have some interesting youth, uh, particularly with Jared Kalenic if he ends up coming up this year. Uh, also, Kyle Lewis and Evan White are some guys that you could take a look at uh, just for the sake of, of hopeful uh, young Mariners. Um, I mean, the pitching staff, what, yeah, Marco Gonzalez is your ace. That doesn't really do it for me. The bullpen is is also very shaky. Not much to really to say there. Uh, maybe Mitch Hanniger can have a bounce back year. I think that's maybe something you could hope for. Uh, in fourth, I have the Texas Rangers. I think they do have a really good starting rotation. Uh, of course, I mean, I love the Kluber trade. I think they fleece the Indians in that one. You got Kluber, Mike Miner, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, Jordan Lyles uh, as your rotation. The bullpen for me, though, really shaky. Jose LeClerc is your closer. And building the bridge to that is what, like, Rafael Montero and Jesse Chavez or something like that. Really, I don't, I don't know if that does it for me. Also, the lineup, the lineup does not, like, Todd Frazier is still your starting third baseman. How old is he? He's in his upper 30s. Rudin Odor uh, has a good OPS, but, you know, uh, I still have a lot of questions regarding him. Ronald Guzman is your first baseman. Elvis Andrews, who's uh, getting up there in age at shortstop. Willie Calhoun is the guy I think needs to take a step up this year, though. He was a big-name prospect. They traded you Darvish to get him. Obviously, I love Joey Gallo. He's probably he's by far the best bat in this lineup and the, the most well-known player on this team. Also, Sinshu Chu is interesting, but I but he's not getting any younger, so I'm not sure what to think of him there. I have the I have the Rangers at 28 and 32. Uh, in third, I have the Los Angeles Angels. You have Mike Trout, best player in the game. You have Anthony Rendon really good all-around player. You have Shohei Otani, the two-way player. He's going to be pitching again this year, and he's probably their best pitcher. Uh, also, Andrew Heaney is very good, too, so definitely watch for him. Also, Griffin Canning is a guy who they can be hopeful is taking a step up. Same with Patrick Sandoval. Uh, the pitching is still a lot of a big question mark. The bullpen isn't too bad. Uh, Hansel Robles is their closer, and he got a lot better after leaving the Mets. Uh, so that's just about it with the Angels. You also have Simmons, Albert Pujols, Justin Upton, David Fletcher, Brian Goodwin. It's it's nothing to you know. It's it'd be cool to see him get to the playoffs, but that pitching is way too much of a question mark, especially if they can't stay healthy. Uh, and finishing second is the Oakland A's at thirty six and thirty five and twenty five. I have them at. Uh, you have Matt Chapman, you have Matt Olson, you have Mark Canna, Lerone Laureano. You know, this is a very talented team, and I have them uh, I have them making it to the playoffs. So I am interested to see what can happen there. But the Astros, I have one game better at 36-24. and 24. Listen, Alex Bregman, I'm just going to go through this lineup here. Alex Bregman was the number two overall pick when he was drafted, and he was a top five player in baseball when he came up. He is really, really good at hitting baseballs without knowing what pitch is coming. Carlos Correa was the number one overall pick in 2012. He was also the number three prospect when he came up in 2015. He is also really, really good at hitting baseballs without knowing what pitch is coming. George Springer, I believe, was also – was George Springer first-round pick? Is that is that true? Out of University of Connecticut. That's yes. right, George Springer. He was a first-round pick. He's also pretty good at baseball without knowing what pitch – 11th overall – Jose Altuve, he won a batting title in 2014. Your, my point is, 
all these guys are really, really good without knowing what pitch is coming. As much as we all want to see them lose and crumble this year, I get it. I do. It's not going to happen. The Astros are still going to win this division. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's unfortunate that they will win the division, but I, we both believe that this will happen. And like, for the wrong reasons, they definitely have a chip on their shoulder, and they're probably gonna, they're probably gonna, it's it's them against the world. Yep. So like, expect them to come out of the gates hot. I mean, like, yeah, without with or without knowing. They still have like they still developed one of the greatest farm systems ever, and you know, pitching wise, you know there was no, from what we know of, there's, there was no, uh, no stuff going on over there. Um, so yeah, and I don't think much will change with that, but there there will be a slight change, but not as much as uh, as there was. So now the National League East, probably the most interesting division. Um, yeah. So in uh, in fifth place, uh, in last place, will be the Miami Marlins. No way. I'm kidding. <laughs> Bold prediction. <laughs> the Marlins are going to finish in last place in the National League East. I mean, everyone is saying they're going to win the division, but I think they'll be fifth. I don't see it. But I, for some reason, for some reason, I just don't have faith in Lewis Brinson to have an MVP MVP type season, like everyone's saying. He needs to get above that Mendoza line, man. Yeah, I just. for him. Yeah, I just don't think that Starlin Castro is going to be. He's gone. He's in Washington. Oh, he's not even. Oh, yeah, he he was the face of Miami for two years because him, him and Martin Prado when he retired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Marlins are going to be in last place. In fourth place, um. Unfortunately, because I do secretly kind of root for this team. Uh, in fourth place, I have the Mets. Uh, I think losing Syndergaard for the year is going to be tough. Um, and their their uh, lineup isn't, isn't great. I mean, they have Pete Alonso and, of course, J.D. Davis, like we mentioned earlier. Um, there's, uh, I guess, Brandon Nimmo, you could say. But, you know, that not a lot of... Uh, depth in the lineup and of course they lost Zach Wheeler as well um Edwin Diaz he might be able to improve but I don't think they'll be able to get over the Nationals Phillies and Braves um they did get they they were better than the uh, Phillies last year but I don't think that will be the case in 2020 in third place in third place I have the defending champion Washington Nationals I just uh I don't know I just don't think that the uh that the stars will align for the Washington Nationals. They'll probably be above 500, but I just don't see. Uh, and for for the reasons, I think, you know, Anthony Rendon, losing him is probably going to be uh, pretty big. You know, of course, of course, you'll lose guys to free agency, but, you know, he was the third best player in the National League last year, um, according to the MVP vote. And uh, I think that'll be, That'll hurt them, you know. Their their uh, lineup depth, you know, outside of Juan Soto and maybe Trey Turner, um, it's it's not it's not it's not great. I mean, they do have you know Howie Kendrick was pretty good last year. Whether he, he repeats his success from last year to this year um, is a is a question. Um, and uh, 
yeah, I'm trying to think of, you know, Victor Robles might have a better year, but I think they will finish in third place. In second place, I have the Philadelphia Phillies. They will be my second wild card team. They will be facing the Reds wow. in, in the uh, in the wild card game. I think the Phillies, you know, the same way that they've come out of the gates in twenty uh, in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, they should be able to do it this year. You know, they're not they don't have the most depth, but I think, you know, this is more of a feeling one. I think they'll be able to uh, get into the playoffs. They have a very deep lineup. You know, Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, uh, Gene Segura. Um, who else you got? You got uh, J- JT Real Muto, one of the best catchers in baseball. Um, <clears throat> you have plenty of guys, plenty of guys on that Philly squad. And then, of course, you added Zach Wheeler. And, you know, Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler – um, might be able to do some damage. Their starting rotation depth um, is still still a question mark. You know, you do have Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, but I don't know if you can rely on guys like Zach Eflin or Jake Arietta, guys like that. And their bullpen, you know, you, you could have questions on the bullpen as well, but this is more of a feeling one. I feel like they will get uh, into that second wild card spot. Oh, Another lineup guy, Andrew McCutcheon, I think uh, I forgot to mention. And then uh, winning the National League East for me, I have the Atlanta Braves. They will be my third seed in the National League playoffs. Um, I think they've got a very deep team. Uh, you know, you have you've got uh, you know, Dansby Swanson, Ozzy Albies, Ronald Acuna Jr., um, and I know that losing Josh Donaldson might be a problem, but also I think Cole Hamels, you know, signing Cole Hamels might be able to uh, get them in a decent position. I mean, I, I did look at his Savant page and it wasn't great, but I think Cole Hamels, having him in there might be important. Um, Mike Soroka, maybe, you know, he might be able to repeat the same success as he did uh, last year. And, uh, the Mike Fulton Evich will have a bounce back year for sure. So I have the National I have the uh, Atlanta Braves winning the National League East. What do you what do you got? All right. So I got the Marlins winning out on the Coomer Rocker sweepstakes, the number one overall pick. They will be finishing 15 and 45. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I have the Marlins doing that. In fourth, I got the Philadelphia Girardis. I like the hire. I think I think this team is more fit for an old school type of manager and and, and coaching staff. And uh, they were with Gabe Kapler, but I still I still have way too many questions about that pitching staff. Obviously, I like Zach Wheeler a lot. I like Nola too, but Arietta's over the hill. And I just don't know how to feel about guys like Zach Eflin and Vince Velasquez. Their bullpen. I don't like that Hector Neris is is still closing games. Sir Anthony Dominguez as well. I don't think that's going to be enough. And the lineup, I think Bryce Harper gets a lot of hate, way more than he should. I think he's probably going to be – he's definitely going to be the best player on this team as far as offense goes. Uh, Segura, I really don't know if he's still got much in the tank. Kutch, I think, is going to be decent. Uh, you got Romuto, obviously, who's good. Uh, other than that, I really don't know how I feel about this team with this pitching staff. In third place, I have the defending champion Nationals. At 31 and 29, 
Uh, obviously, I love that rotation a lot. Uh, I think the bullpen is going to see some regression, though. I think, you know, people forget how bad the bullpen was for the Nationals before uh, the trade deadline. You know, I think Daniel Hudson, as well as good as he was from the last year, I, does th I do think he regresses. Uh, Doolittle, I think, will still be fine. But, you know, I mean, Daniel Hudson, Tanner Rainey, Wander Suero, uh, I don't know how much you can rely on guys like that going forward. Also, losing Rendon hurts a lot. I think Carter Keboom is going to have a bit of a difficult time up there. And that's not to say that he, that's going to stay that way. I think just because it's his rookie year, I think he's going to have some growing pains this year. Uh, Soto, I think, takes another step forward, if that's even possible. I do like him a lot, obviously. Uh, but, you know, Howie Kendrick is aging. Adam Eaton is aging. Uh, some other guys are question marks. I think Victor Robles has a lot of potential, like you mentioned, obviously. Eric Thames is on that team. He's also aging. Uh, and that's why I think the Nationals are going to hover around 500. In seconds, I have the New York Mets. Uh, I mean, you obviously have the Grom. You have Stroman. I like both of those guys a lot. Rick Borsello, he has had a rough time with the home run ball, but I think that's going to translate a lot better in City Field than it does at Fenway Park. Same thing with Michael Waka, And, you know, that rotation can be interesting uh, as well. And in the lineup, uh, you have Pete Alonso, You have Jeff McNeil. I really like J.D. Davis. I couldn't be higher on him. I think Ahmed Rosario takes a step forward this year. Um, and that's about it for the lineup. I'm trying to think. Oh, Michael Conforto, obviously. I think he was very underrated last season. He did very well. Brandon Nimmo, he's a good on-base guy. Uh, so that's about – that's that. Uh, and in the bullpen, I, I think Edwin Diaz is going to do a lot better this year. Uh, his issue, obviously, last year was not being able to hold a lead. I think he's going to be better at that. I think it's a big – first year in a big market can always uh, have – you know, give some trouble to some people, especially when they come from places like Seattle. Seth Ludo is very good. Dallin Batances is very good. Uh, and I think the Mets are going to – especially – and I love – the Luis Rojas hire. I think he's going to be a great first-year manager. All the players have given him nothing but a lot of praise, and I think he's going to be very good. And winning this division will be the Atlanta Braves. They are losing Josh Donaldson, but they gain Marcelo Zuna. Uh, they lose Nick Markakis, but they might have Yasiel Puig. Who knows? I don't know. They, they were going to sign him, but then he got COVID. Uh, you know, I like the rotation. I think they did a good job addressing that bullpen, getting Will Smith last year. Uh, Shane Green, I think, is going to uh, have a very good year as well. Uh, Luke Jackson, I think, could take a step forward. And obviously, you have Freddie Freeman. You have Ronald Acuna. You have Ozzie Albies. Really good young core. Dansby Swanson, I think, needs – he desperately needs, he needs to take a step up. We've been saying it for years now. Uh, and I really hope that maybe a 60-game short season can be the cause for that. And I got the Atlanta Braves winning the division just like you do. Oh, and uh... – one Braves guy I forgot to mention, and I don't know if you mentioned him. They added Will Smith. I just did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I forget. One one of the reasons that I have them over the Nationals and Phillies is, you know, I think Will Smith is going to be a, a bigger acquisition than yep. people realize. But yeah. Miss him. Good. Good on you. I, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't care to remember him. But anyway. <laughs> But yeah, there's the full standings predictions for you. We went through all the all the teams, uh, going round and round on all the teams. And now, uh, before we get into 
where those teams will finish in terms of uh, the playoffs. We're going to get into our award predictions because, of course, those are voted on. Um, I know they're announced after the season, but they're voted on before or before the postseason even starts. So we're going to start off with the American League Rookie of the Year. Who do you think is going to be the American League Rookie of the Year? I did not get very edgy on any of these Rookie of the Year picks. I always try to do that once a year, but this year with the service time manipulation, it's a big question. So for the American League Rookie of the Year, I'm going with the one guy who I know at this point is making the opening day roster, and that's Luis Robert from the Chicago White Sox. For me, uh, I went with a guy who's probably not going to be on the opening day roster and someone you shouted out. I'm going to go with Nate Pearson. All right. I think, All right. I think his stuff um, for a pitcher is probably going to translate um, best in the major leagues out of. I very much want to pick him, but like, I just, how, I mean, how much can you really do? If you're only, you know, if he, let's say he gets called up after 10 games, he's probably going to make like five starts. Yeah, I'm not, no one's really sure on. Yeah, it's, it's a big question. Mark. Uh, for NL Rookie of the Year, I went with, a, a, I mean, there's no one that I know for sure is, is uh, going to be on the opening day roster. And I know that this guy is not going to be on the opening day roster, but I went with the safe pick and went with Gavin Lux of the Dodgers. So my National League Rookie of the Year. I don't know if this guy's going to be on the opening day roster either, um, but I guess it's a, a differentiation from Gavin Lux. I went with uh, Sixto Sanchez. Yeah, all right. Let's see if this guy might be able to uh, – to Now you're going with pitching noise, here. Make some noise in the major leagues. Yeah, I got two, uh, two rookies winning Rookie of the Year. Which two rookies winning Rookie of the Year. That's exactly what you just said. What? You just said you got two rookies winning Rookie of the Year. I do. Yeah. Is that bold? It's a bold prediction. <laughs> I got two. Usually I go with a 36-year-old veteran, but, <laughs> I, I, you know, you're really putting that out there. Yeah, last year my pick for Rookie of the Year was actually Howie Kendrick. <laughs> Interesting pick. But, yeah, now on to American League Manager of the Year. All right, do you want me to go in first? Sure. All right, I have uh, this guy managing the best team in the AL by record. He hasn't won one yet, so that's good for uh, the way the writers judge this. I'm going with Aaron Boone. Nice, nice. I'm going with someone who I believe is going to beat out the Yankees in the Kevin American League. I'm going with Kevin Cash. Yep, because, I mean, you uh, can't there. Because, like, you know, if, if he does, in fact, beat out the Yankees like I predict, uh, he definitely earns manager of the year. And I think he does a good job with, with what he has. So, all right. Anyway. Yeah. So for national league manager of the year, uh, I have this team winning the division. I have this guy in his first year taking this team to the playoffs with somewhat low expectations. And that is David Ross of the Cubs. I, I have another team that's improving from last year and a, a team that will make the playoffs this year that didn't make it last year. I'm going with Joe Girardi. Um, okay. I think, uh, yeah, I think he'll get a good hold of the Phillies and, you know, them making the wild card will uh, help, help his case out. All right. So now we're moving on to Cy Young's. My guy for American League Cy Young is a bit of a dark horse pick. 
Uh, I think people forget how good he was last year in a short sample, and that is Tyler Glasnow. Yes, Tyler Glasnow is definitely like, if you're betting on Cy Young, go with Tyler Glasnow because he, he was excellent. This guy, the, the guy I'm going with for American League Cy Young, also had a shortened season. Uh, he was more in the late half. I'm going with the guy who will not be in the playoffs, but I'm going with Mike Clevenger. I think Mike All Clevenger right. is uh, – I think he will win. He has the strikeout numbers, and I think he can prevent runs enough to win that American League Cy Young this year. So for my NL Rookie of the Year, Cy Young. Uh, Cy Young. Yeah, I have, a, I, have a, I have a pitcher winning Cy Young this time, actually. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> this is a guy that does not get a lot of – he just signed a big deal – and he's not even the best pitcher in his own rotation. It is Steven Strasburg. Wow. Mm-hmm. It is funny because I am also going with the National. I believe Max Scherzer okay. is going to join Roger Clemens, Greg Maddox, Randy Johnson, and Steve Carlton as the only men to have four Cy Youngs. I believe Max Scherzer gets his fourth this year. Okay. Uh, speaking of guys getting their fourth, my AL MVP is uh, Mike Trout. My American League MVP is also from the American League West. Uh, I believe I believe this guy will do it. I think in a 60-game season, he'll just pull it out. Matt Chapman. Wow! Chris has gone from the top rope and went with Matt Chapman. All right. I like his I like his numbers. I I went to his savant page. I like his savant numbers. And you know, we won't he probably won't lead in like OPS, but I think he'll lead in wins above replacement and he'll yeah. get those get those first place votes. All right, my National League MVP, uh if this guy wins, he will be the youngest player in Major League history to ever record a most valuable player award. It is another National. It is Juan Soto. Juan Soto. Very, very cool. You're going with uh, with two guys who didn't make the postseason. That's right. That's right. I think Juan Soto and Steven Strasburg both carry, but I really like the Mets. I think the Mets and and Braves are both all-around better teams. Right, right. For my National League MVP, I think this guy, this guy usually gets out to very hot starts. Um, He's maybe gone a little bit cold for him. I'm going with Bryce Harper. For yes, I thought about him too. For my national, I, I, I really hope he does. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, you look back, you know, 2015 obviously is the big example, but that was a that will never happen again for he him. Had, he had Didn't a, he have 198 weighted runs created plus that year? Definitely 198 OPS plus. I, yeah. I know the reference page, but. But also 2017, he had a very good start to that season until he got injured. And even 2018, he had a very good start, but it didn't finish. And I think him not, you know, I don't think the, I don't think he's under a lot of pressure. And I don't, you know, I think the crowd not being there, not adding any pressure. I think him just being able to go out there and hit baseballs. I think he he's going to win that MVP this year. All right. And I think, hey, you know what? I said, when with the over under two hundred weighted runs created plus, I think Bryce Harper's that guy. All right, perfect. 
Over 200 weighted runs created plus. So now the last thing we have is our playoff predictions. Uh, Chris, you want to start? Yeah. So in the wild card, I have the A's hosting the New York Yankees. Uh, believe it or not, 2018 rematch, except in the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. However, I do believe the Yankees are going to win in this wild card matchup. Um, it'll probably be Garrett Cole uh, starting. And I don't really believe in whatever the A's have for um, pitching in a single game. And I think they'll lose their third consecutive wild card game. <laughs> and that'll be tough. And then in the National League, uh, I have the Reds hosting the Philadelphia Phillies. And I believe the Reds will, in fact, win that game okay. against the Phillies. And so now the A's are going to be, or the Yankees are going to be facing the Astros and the Reds are going to be facing the Dodgers. All right, so I have the A's and the Twins in a game 61. Oh, okay. And I have the A's winning that game, uh, but then they will lose the wild card to the Tampa Bay Rays once again, this time in the trough. Oh. So it'll be last year. And then in the National League, I have the Mets uh, facing the Reds. I have them with the same – how are they going to do playoff tiebreakers? Because the Mets and Reds are obviously not going to face each other. I both have, I have both of them with 34 wins. Um, I don't know. Like really I have no score probably. Maybe run differential. Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking there's probably going to be game 61s as well, but I just went with, like, who's yeah. going to be the final teams. Yep. No, that makes sense. So uh, I have the Mets beating the Reds, regardless of where it is. Okay. Uh, I think the drama in a one-game playoff is pretty good. So just to review, my my division series matchups are Dodgers versus Mets, uh, Cubs versus Braves, Yankees versus Rays, and Indians versus Astros. Yep. So my in my American League division series, um, we have the Yankees versus the Astros and the Rays versus the Twins. So the Astros will be hosting the Yankees. The Yankees – finally have the opportunity to get revenge over the team that they lost to in the ALCS twice. And the wild card once. Uh, yeah. And the wild card in 2015, but they're probably more focused on 2017 for sure. And I think the Yankees are going to pull it out of them. And I think they're going to win against the Astros uh, in the American league division series. And then uh, in the other American league series, I have, the, uh, the Rays will be hosting the Twins, and I believe the Rays were, are going to beat the Twins uh, with that great pitching staff. I think that will neutralize the Twins. And then my National League Division Series are Dodgers versus Reds, um, where the Dodgers are hosting for most of that, and the Cardinals versus Braves once again. This time the Cardinals are going to be hosting. I have the Dodgers beating the Reds, and I have the Cardinals once again beating the Braves. Okay, so I got the Dodgers versus the Mets. The Dodgers are going to pull that one out. Uh, I have the Braves-Cubs. I think the Braves uh, pull that one out. So we got a Dodgers-Braves-NLCS. And then here's my edgy pick. I got the Rays over the Yankees in the division series. Yep. Yeah. I got that. And then I got the Indians taking revenge on the Astros. So we got a Rays Indians ALCS. 2020, going to be a, an interesting year. Yeah. So 
in my American League Championship Series, I have the Tampa Bay Rays against the Yankees, where the Rays will be hosting most of that. And I have the Dodgers versus the Cardinals, which is a 2013. And 14. 2013 League Championship Series, 2014 League Division Series. And, you know, the – Initially, I was thinking Yankees, but I then I realized the Rays, um, the Rays at home against the Yankees. So the the Yankees overall against the Rays last year were twelve and seven. However, they uh, the Yankees were four and five against the Rays when they were uh, at Tropicana. So I think the home field advantage helped them out a little bit, and some of that home field advantage is taken away when they don't have the crowd. And I think the Rays, and I, I didn't put games down, but I think the Rays are going to beat the Yankees in a seven-game series okay. uh, in the American League Championship Series. And the Rays will be the representative <laughs> in, the, uh, in the World Series. It's going to be a weird year. And then uh, in the Championship Series, I think the Dodgers are going to have an easy time beating the Cardinals in the National League Championship Series. So it's Rays versus Dodgers in the World Series. All right, so just to review, I have Dodgers Braves in the NLCS, Rays Indians in the, I'm sorry, Dodgers Dodgers, Braves NLCS, Rays Indians ALCS, and Chris, we have the same World Series. (laughs) Dodgers Rays. Dodgers. This is the year of Tampa Bay. So in my World Series, um, I don't trust Dave Roberts, and I think in, how appropriate in 2020 if something crazy happened and the Tampa Bay Rays, with no crowd, per usual, winning the World Series uh, against the Dodgers. Wow. I have the Dodgers against – I have the Dodgers getting the advantage of the Rays. I mean, I just, how can Dave Roberts mess up with Bellinger and Betts on the same team? I mean, I don't know. Like You can find a way, I guess. But I feel like maybe this time he's learned from his past mistakes. So I got the Dodgers winning the World Series finally, and this is the year that they have to do it. This team, the Dodgers are World Series or bust above any other team. Like there are other teams that have that claim, but it is the Dodgers absolutely. Yeah, the, it's always with Dave Roberts. It's always the the pitching staff. Like mm-hmm. he just mismanages it. You know, putting Ryan Madsen out there three consecutive games in the world series and uh throwing kershaw out there too much i just don't trust him enough and i think it's just it's going to be a weird year and i have the rays winning the world series all right i love it how fun well there it is our complete preview 2020 season preview that's right there it is so that's the end of the show uh, I have the Rays beating the Dodgers in the World Series. Daniel has the Dodgers beating the Rays in yep. the World Series. Um, glad to see we we have some similar some similar predictions. Yeah. And some not similar yeah. predictions. So if you enjoyed if you enjoyed the show, uh, if you you know we didn't watch any videos on YouTube, but. If you want the visual, we are on YouTube. Subscribe, STBNL with Christiana and Daniel Curran. Also, um, 
if you want to follow us on Twitter, follow me at Chris underscore Gianta. Follow Daniel at Daniel underscore Curran. Follow our Instagram at STBNL podcast, where we have um, videos, uh, some pictures, some stats. I think I'll even, uh, I think I'll still have some, some of those uh, stat graphics of our history. Yes, guys. definitely throughout the season just randomly because it's instagram you can really just do whatever you want mm-hmm. um uh, we would like to thank Fangraphs and baseball reference for their help as always as well uh baseball savant as well yep that was big time mm-hmm. yep no no society of american baseball research this time this is not a not a history episode yeah but yeah we would like to thank you for listening to our 2020 baseball season preview And we look forward to seeing you uh, program announcement. We're going to be doing Mondays and Thursdays slash Fridays. We'll Mm -hmm. see. We'll see about the middle of the week, but definitely Mondays. We're going to record on Sunday nights, recap the weekend in baseball, preview the next week in baseball. Um, So we'll see you on Monday where we're going to be talking about actual baseball that happened like live baseball, like real major league baseball, like games that count. Games that are happening, like in 2020. Yes. Not the 1897 Louisville Colonels. Not, not the 1911 Cleveland Naps. We're talking about 2020 stuff. Insane. Yeah. So we will see you on Monday. See you then. Hello, everyone. We are here to just tell you that originally we planned on this being just one episode. So if the, so after, uh, after our 2020 players to look for, for all 30 teams, um, it's just going to end. I'll probably just fade it out with something. I don't know. We'll see. But it's going to be a two-parter, so don't be worried if it ends kind of abruptly. So uh, hope to see you on um, Friday. Yeah, the episode is going to come out Thursday. Thursday is when the episode is, the second part of the episode is going to come out. So see ya. Enjoy the episode.